Welcome to the Same Side Selling Podcast. I am your host, Ian Altman. What makes for a great high-performing sales team? What are the training elements? What's the coaching? What are the critical components that separate the top performers from the people at the middle? We're honored that our Same Side Selling Academy is ranked in the top five of sales development programs globally. And people often ask me, well, what are, what are the critical components? What are the things that can actually move the needle for a team? And it's really not that complicated. And I'll share with you the mistakes that we made when we were initially launching the platform and what's now led to a better than 95% renewal rate over the three years that it's been in existence. Here's the first piece. The first piece is that you need to build a common language for your team. See, if everyone is kind of doing things their own way, if everyone has their own process or system for how they're approaching opportunities, then it's really difficult to understand why one individual is outperforming another one. If, on the other hand, you have a consistent process, then you can better evaluate what's going on. What that means is that in our academy, we have 10 core lessons. The core lessons cover beginning to end of the interactions with our potential clients, from how do we earn their attention, how do we handle differently if it's an inbound versus an outbound opportunity, was a referral, not a referral, all the way through the end where someone might be trying to get you to speak to somebody in procurement. The bottom line is it nails down each and every step. Now, you might think that's enough, but it isn't enough. What we realized early on is that if we just have lessons numbered one to 10, you would think that would be enough. Not so much because I would expect people to go into lesson one and look at the worksheet for lesson one and watch the video for lesson one, do the worksheet, take the quiz, look at the related materials. They don't necessarily do that. So we had to build in a mechanism to remind people, hey, here's lesson one. Remember, watch the video and then go through the worksheet and make sure you do the work associated with that lesson. And then before you're done and go on to the next lesson, make sure you take the quiz for that lesson so it records your progress and you move to the next lesson. It sounds silly, but we need to actually walk people through step-by-step step and not just assume that it's obvious just because it's labeled one to 10, that people actually go through from one to 10 step-by-step step and do the work involved. We also realize that we need to have related piece of information. In watching people's behavior and activity in our academy, we can see that some people will watch a certain lesson at one and a half times the recorded speed, watch it once, go through the worksheet, take the quiz, boom, they're done. Other people need to watch that lesson three or four times before they actually are prepared to pass the quiz. And they watch it at the original speed. See, when I would do only live events, I would assume that once people stopped asking questions, they understood, but realize that's really not the case. And sometimes some people need a little bit more time than others. So it's important also have related information that maybe phrases concepts in a different way because we all learn differently and some people need to have a different example for that idea to connect with them. If you wanna to get top results for your team, take a look at the Same Side Selling Academy. Just visit samesideselling.com to learn more. So the first piece is that consistent process where we have a defined process that takes us from step one to step 10, defining it out. We actually have a document, it's like a 50 page document that explains the whole process from beginning to end, step by step. And we found that's really helpful for people. Before we would describe it, and it wasn't as obvious, once we created that document, it made it a whole lot easier for people to follow. 
The second thing people need is a playbook to deal with the common challenges that come up. What do I mean by that? Well, we call these the objection clinics, but the idea is that you want to be able to deal with situations that most frequently happen in a consistent manner that you've shown is the most effective. So if someone says, well, your stuff is really interesting, but we already have an existing vendor. I want to be able to type in existing vendor and find a couple micro lessons, little playbooks that say, when someone says they have an existing vendor, here are two ways to deal with that. When someone says, oh, just deal with procurement, here are two ways to deal with that. When someone says, your stuff looks great, but you're 10% more expensive than the other people, how do we deal with that? And what usually happens is in organizations, people wing it and they try and figure it out each time how they're going to respond. And it's silly because there are usually 10 things that happen in almost every organization. And if you can define those 10 things that happen and build a, a little playbook for people to follow, then you get dramatically better results because now it's not someone winging it or trying to figure it out using a proven method for results. The last piece of this three-legged stool is coaching and mentoring. Because if we don't provide coaching and mentoring, what we're really telling people is, hey, I want you to try and practice this. And if you get it wrong, just keep reinforcing the same bad behavior and you'll get really good at that bad behavior. We need a way for people to feel safe in practicing. And in same-side selling, we call this same-side improv. The idea of same-side improv is there are three characters. You have a salesperson, you have a customer, and you have an observer. The observer, by the way, is the person who learns the most in each round because they're not on the hot seat. They just get to observe what's happening between the seller and the buyer. The person playing the role of the buyer or customer picks one of these secret cards. There are 20 some odd different secret cards. And the secret card might say something like, you're trying to get free information. You already prefer another vendor. You've tried unsuccessfully to solve this in the past. You don't trust vendors. There's executive pressure to solve this. All those different scenarios, there are common situations that you'll face as a seller. By practicing these, what happens is you start to notice patterns. And then when you're meeting with an actual client, what happens is the client says something, you think, wow, they just said the same thing that we say or that we hear when somebody is facing that scenario. When someone's in that situation, when someone is just trying to get free information, we usually say this or ask that question. That's what they're doing. I bet you right now they're just trying to get free information. And you start to anticipate what's going on in your client. And of course, we need to have a structure. So when people use same side improv, the structure is navigating the same side quadrants. So this way you're measuring and giving feedback. So at the end of each round, each person gives feedback to the person playing the role of the seller. And their job is to identify two things they thought they did especially well, and then one thing that they may want to consider doing differently. Just one thing. And the person who's the seller is the first person to give that feedback. So the seller first says, here's what I thought I did well. Here's the one area I think I should have done better. And then the person playing the buyer gets to give the feedback, and then the observer does. And keep in mind, each of those other two, two people are only giving one piece of information that they think maybe the person should work on. The person receiving the feedback, their job is to say, thank you. You can ignore what the people said. You can incorporate that for, for the future. Totally up to you. The idea is to give very specific, narrow feedback so you can improve. Why don't salespeople practice? Well, people give all sorts of different excuses and reasons why they don't practice. It's usually something along the lines of, 
oh, well, it's really uncomfortable for me to practice. It's really awkward for us to practice with, with my colleagues, which I always interpret as saying, look, if I'm going to mess up, I want it to be with a real client when it counts and money's on the table. I don't want to practice with a colleague where if I make a mistake, I can learn something and actually get better at it. I want us to lose money if I make a mistake. The other thing people say to me is, well, our team's already really good. And if that's the case, then wouldn't Major League Baseball players not practice? Wouldn't top-performing basketball players and hockey players not practice? Top musicians and performers wouldn't practice? But of course, in every other profession, top performers practice on a regular basis. And what I found is that if you practice for just one hour a day, oh, that's too much. You're right. If you practice for just one hour a week, you'll outperform your peers. Because in doing this research with many, many different organizations, what I found is that less than 5% practice at all. So if you carve out an hour a week to practice with your colleagues, you'll outperform your competition head and shoulders. So when you're trying to develop a high-performing sales team, remember those three elements. You want to have a common process and structure that everyone follows, a common language. You want to have a playbook of situations that come up and how to deal with them. And then you want to have some sort of coaching and practicing to reinforce those skills. And I don't care if you use my system or a different system. If you incorporate those three things into your organization, you will outperform the competition and achieve remarkable success. Join me next week on the Same Side Selling Podcast. And please feel free to subscribe and share this with others. See you next week.